This is the In Focus podcast from The Hindu. Hello and welcome to the In Focus podcast. I'm Jee Sampath, your host for today's episode. There's been a lot happening on the cryptocurrency scene lately. Bitcoin and other leading cryptocurrencies crashed last week, with prices falling by nearly 50%. A mind-boggling $1.3 trillion was wiped out from the collective crypto market price. Despite such a massive crash, investors and traders on Wall Street and elsewhere continue to be bullish about cryptos. There are investors who believe that in the not-so-distant future, Many banking functions will be displaced by decentralized blockchain protocols, smart contracts and so on, making cryptos an attractive investment option in the present. But leading economies such as China and India are still hostile to cryptocurrencies and those that are not, or at least not to the same degree such as the US, seem to favor an official digital currency rather than decentralized cryptocurrencies. And in all this, the role of tech billionaire Elon Musk remains a confusing puzzle. To help us decode what's going on, we have with us Vivek Kaul. Vivek is the author of five books, including the best-selling Easy Money Trilogy. His most recent book is called Bad Money, Inside the NPA Mess and How It Threatens the Indian Banking System. Vivek, welcome to the podcast. Sampat, thanks for having me. Uh, Vivek, let's start with the with the actual uh, event of uh, last week where uh, Bitcoin suffered its biggest crash, I think, in more than 12 months uh, with more than $500 billion in value being wiped out. So why did this crash happen and what does it mean for investors, uh, existing ones, as well as uh, those who are planning to invest in Bitcoin? Right. So, you know, it basically started with uh, Elon Musk uh, sending, rather, uh, Elon Musk uh, tweeting that uh, he was worried about the uh, rapidly increasing use of fossil fuels uh, for Bitcoin mining. Now, uh, you know, the thing is, uh, mining Bitcoin uh, requires large computers, you know, with a lot of server capacity, and that requires a lot of electricity. And uh, electricity, as uh, you would know, is generated through uh, burning fossil fuels. Uh, 36% of the electricity worldwide is generated through the use of coal and 23% through the use of natural gas. Now, uh, obviously, uh, you know, Bitcoin, given that it uses mining, given that it uses a lot of electricity, uh, ends up uh, adding to the pollution that prevails. Now, the point is that uh, all this has been known for a while. It's not like, uh, you know, uh, it's it's not like Elon Musk came to know of this only earlier this month and then suddenly started uh, not feeling good about the entire idea of uh, mining bitcoins. So, uh, so anyway, so given the fact that he is, uh, people look up to him when it comes to cryptocurrencies and when he had doubts about uh, the entire, about uh, the entire idea of bitcoins and other, uh, bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, uh, people also had doubts and they sold out. Uh, what also happened along with this is that, uh, you know, China, uh, started cracking down, uh, on 
cryptocurrencies and they 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 put out an official statement in which they said that uh, cryptocurrencies will have to be regulated uh, in order uh, for the broader stability of the financial system so you know all these factors essentially uh, came together also what happens in the case of uh, bitcoin is that a lot of people are just playing the price so you know they are not really bothered about all the logic uh, uh, you know all the theory behind bitcoin they are just happy seeing the price go up and you know one of the things that uh, i mean that that happens when it comes to uh, investment the law of demand works in the opposite direction you know in 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 the normal uh, scheme of things when price goes down demand goes up and when price goes up you know demand goes down at least that's what uh, you know the economists have been teaching us all these years uh but when it comes to investment assets uh, the opposite holds true only when the price goes up and it goes up for a while uh investors find that asset attractive enough and they invest in it so you know vice versa when prices start to fall uh people who had just been betting on 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 the price also also get out so you know all these factors came together and and the price of uh, bitcoin and other uh, uh, cryptocurrencies fell massively so uh, so let me uh, you know go back a little and uh, i think on april 14th the price of uh, uh, bitcoin touched an all time high of uh, $64863 uh, from that high it fell by more than uh, uh, it fell by more than 50% and it it touched 60000 sorry $30681 on may 19th so basically in a period of 5 weeks uh, a fifty percent fall happened, and uh, and and you know it essentially uh, you know again showed you how volatile investing in Bitcoin is, or in in fact in other cryptocurrencies as well. So the investment lessons that you know one can learn from it is you know is 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 the oldest lesson in investing, and that is uh, you know not to put all your eggs in one basket. so you don't invest all the money that you have in buying bitcoins or other cryptos i mean you limit your investment uh in these asset classes because they are extremely uh, volatile also you know the other thing is and this is a are we make are people really investing or is it more like trading there many of them seem to be trading you know yeah i mean like so i mean said- i i use the word investing in the loose sense of the term uh and mm-hmm. not i mean i mean i don't uh, sort of i'm not trying to differentiate between uh, you know making an investment for a long term or making the investment uh, to see the price go up overnight and then selling out i'm just you know using the term in the general sense of the term so yes you're right trading is 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 the more uh, uh, correct term to use here now you know what what happens is that uh, if if you talk to the believers and every asset class has its uh, share of rakesh junjunwalas Uh, and bitcoin also uh, does uh, have its fair share uh, though they are not as well known uh, as junjunwala is uh, so they will tell you that you know every time bitcoin has fallen it has uh, risen to even further uh, greater highs uh, which is true i mean uh, you know data backs that up but you know the the problem with that theory is that just because something has happened in the past uh, it doesn't mean that it will keep happening in the future as well so uh, the uh, you know the the mathematician uh, nasim nicolas taleb has a very interesting analogy uh, around this and he calls it the turkey problem uh, and 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 you know uh, he he I'll, I'll quote a paragraph out of his book uh, anti fragile 
where he writes a turkey is fed for a thousand days by a butcher and every day confirms to its staff of analysts that the butcher loves turkeys with increased statistical confidence the butcher will keep feeding the turkey until a few days before thanksgiving and then comes that day when it is really not a very good idea to be a turkey so with the butcher surprising it the turkey will have a revision of belief right when its confidence in the statement that the butcher loves turkeys is maximal right <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is a point so who is the turkey here <laughs> yeah exactly so you know so this is a point that needs to be kept in mind while investing in bitcoins while investing in cryptocurrencies or in anything else for that matter so just because the past has been the past it doesn't mean that the future will be like the past and the only way to sort of get around this issue is by ensuring that you don't bet your life or you bet don't bet all your money or you don't bet a major portion of the money that you have on a single uh, investment uh, class so which is why uh, you know if if you talk to all these personal finance uh, planners and so they uh, keep saying this one thing that uh, you know don't put all your eggs in one basket and diversify and asset allocation is important so you know so these are the lessons that were you know that have been or at least that should have been learnt all over again in the last few weeks no but coming back to this uh, point you made about elon musk and uh, right. you know, he suddenly discovered that bitcoin mining uh, you know contributes to climate change and global warming but 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 not too long back on february 8th okay right which is like a couple of months before bitcoin hit that all time record uh, price he said that uh, his company would be tesla would be using corporate cash to buy bitcoin and also right. that he will accept payments in the form of bitcoin for for those who want to buy his cars and so on which right. also contributed to the rally and then right. once bitcoin rallies to a peak he says oh god i'm having these doubts so what is he doing here exactly you no know, I mean, he's no? just basically uh, you know he's front running there is no uh, denying that you know so has so, he been called out for front running by any so not not by a regulator uh, no. but i find it very surprising because even you know if if someone had uh, like you know as influential as uh, uh as as elon musk is would have done something like that in in even in india he would have definitely been called out so so basically see you know there are two issues here one is uh, he he said that his company is buying bitcoin now i mean uh, you know call me whatever you might but why is a company which basically is in the business of making cars buying bitcoin i mean i don't get that uh but then you know even but that is not not a major issue now uh he also said that tesla will let people buy uh, its cars in bitcoin which is something he uh, you know in 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 this in, in his tweet earlier this month he said that they are stopping that option now i think this is a very interesting thing and we need to sort of look a little deeper into this now what what happens is that uh, you know if tesla had been selling cars in bitcoin its revenue and profit in us dollar terms would have fallen you know would would also sort of fluctuate like bitcoin does right so yeah. what what happens is that uh, you know the earnings of the company then become volatile and stock market investors don't like volatility i mean stock market investors are different you know there are slightly different breed in comparison to uh, the crypto in- investors so i think that was one option and i think there has been some probably uh, you know what what we could call a backdoor danda which uh, has uh, gone out to him from the regulators in the us 
So one also needs to keep in mind the fact that Janet Yellen has, uh, you know, recently uh, taken over as the uh, U.S. Tre- not recently, I mean, a few months back, she became the Treasury uh, U.S. Treasury Secretary, uh, Secretary, and she has been talking about a new regulatory structure for cryptocurrencies. Uh, in fact, uh, she even recently said that there are issues around money laundering, bank secrecy, uh, use of digital currencies for illicit payments, consumer production, and like that. So, uh, so I think uh, it it is quite possible that Tesla is getting ready uh, to comply to the new uh, regulatory structure, uh, which I think uh, which is I think is is coming up in the US uh, when it comes to uh, cryptocurrencies. Uh, and also, very conveniently you know, in the process, he has also made a neat profit. No, no, which he it. has. And, you know, which is what the, the surprising thing is that the CEO of a NASDAQ listed company, which makes cars, by the way, and has a market capitalization of, uh, you know, which of late has been moving between 550 to 600 billion dollars. Uh, the CEO of such a company offers views on a cryptocurrency in which his company has investments and thus influences the price up or down. I mean, so this is uh, terrible corp- uh, you know, corporate governance. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you need to sort of uh, uh, realize the fact that, uh, uh, you know, a large uh, chunk of uh, Bitcoin investors are influenced by uh, the view Elon Musk has uh, on the crypto at any point of time. You know, it's surprising that the American financial regulators have not done anything about it as yet. So... Right. So earlier you had made the, a reference to uh, kind of US moving towards a new regulatory uh, structure for cryptocurrencies. Yeah. And in this context, I mean, the latest news is that uh, the federal US Federal Reserve has announced that it's going to release a research paper, which will sort of explore the position of uh, explore mm. the possibility and the policy option of having a central bank uh, digital currency. Hmm. So, uh, so what are the implications of the U.S. going for an official state-backed digital currency uh, in the context of cryptocurrencies? Hmm. Okay, so you know, uh, I think this can be looked at uh, from two points of view. One is obviously the uh, technological uh, point of view, where a central bank needs to keep in tune with the times as they are. Uh, the other is to look at uh, the issue from the historical point of view. Now, uh, and also from the point of view of government and what makes uh, any government a government. Now, uh, you know, there are three things that I believe that make a government a government. Uh, First is the right to tax. Uh, The second is uh, the right to legal violence. And the third is the right to create money out of thin air, which all banks, which all governments do through their central banks, right? Now, what Bitcoin and other cryptos do is that uh, they take the, the the third point, that is the government having the right to create money out of thin air, uh, out of the government's hands and into the hands of uh, anyone and everyone who has the capability to launch a cryptocurrency, right? So this is uh, disruptive for, this is very disruptive for the government if it, you know, starts achieving a certain a scale and a certain size. And I think I sincerely believe that this is one reason why, and this is the main reason why governments are cracking down on cryptocurrencies, even though no government will admit uh, to the same, because if they admit to it, then it's like saying that, you know, they, they, they don't want to be technologically savvy. They don't want to move with the times as they are. Uh, also, you know, one needs to uh, 
go back a little bit in history and uh, realize uh, and, and 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 figure out as to how did uh, a pure or rather how did a paper money fiat money system uh, come into place now what used to happen was you know in well into the uh, you know late 19th and the early 20th century was that uh, different kinds of money and different kinds of paper money would be going around so you had banks issuing their own uh, different paper money these this paper money was backed by government securities uh, you had governments issuing paper money which was backed by gold and there were all kinds of uh, paper money uh, going around so what 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 that led to was a situation of financial anarchy so so there is this uh, you know there are these great uh, examples of how in 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 the us if you were uh, from one state and you had uh, uh, you know the paper money uh, issued by that state's uh, government and if you wanted to use that paper money in another state so that money would not be valued at its face value but it would be valued at a substantial discount uh, to that face value depending on how far away you were from your own state and this again happened in europe as well so uh, so there you know there was a lot of financial anarchy i mean it was not easy to sort of carry out economic transactions and if if you study the history of money you will realize that a pure paper money uh, a paper money uh, fiat paper money system backed by governments uh, essentially uh, evolved uh, because it took the financial anarchy out of the equation you know if you look at if, if you leave the speculative asset of cryptocurrencies aside and you look at the use aspect of it uh, it is primarily used uh, in in the black economy it is used for terror financing and stuff like that and you know and given this you know but the there job, are also people talking about uh, there are also people talking about smart contracts and you know uh, this blockchain ledgers and so on which which can yes, which so, have yes so there uh, is so see there i mean obviously there is a technological part to it and there are other uh, problems associated with it now it it now so it is the government's call as to which side do they uh, sort of lean on and you know and they will react accordingly now you know if like you know if if you take the indian situation uh yeah. you you have all kinds of you know brokers selling uh, bitcoin and cryptos right now i think there are some brokers who have launched their own cryptocurrencies i mean see there has to be but are they selling it uh, purely is this selling happening purely via cash or are there still exchanges being allowed to run is are there are there crypto exchanges officially functioning you see like the that? crypto exchanges are officially functioning even though the banking system is gradually getting out of it because they have been unofficially asked by the rbi to do so uh so that is happening in india and you know you need to you know as a as a regu- as 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 the country's uh, banking regulator and as, as the country's uh, premier institution when it, when it comes to its financial uh, system i mean you can't just let uh, you know people buy any uh, rubbish crypto that comes along and then tomorrow they'll lose their money and then you know it's 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 like in many cases it's just like regulating ponzi schemes so yes there is a good side to it but there are uh, you know there are uh, a lot of uh, people out there who are uh, who don't want to do anything but they're just interested in taking the money and 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 running away so which is why you cannot uh, you know you need to regulate it you cannot really let it go on its own because you know it's not like you know it's 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 not like a hedge fund where only hnis are involved you know there are people who uh, you know who who are even investing 100 200 rupees uh, into uh, these 
cryptos. So there is no way you can let it go unregulated. Right. So how do you see this cryptocurrency and regulation of official digital currency bill 2021 uh, shaping up? Do you think it's going to uh, uh, help create a new regulatory framework, uh, put it in place or uh, it's still early stages and there's going to be a lot of time before it's thrashed out? Yeah, I think it will take, uh, for clarity to emerge, it will take time. And I mean, I say this because... You know, as a country, we do not have a great record of writing legal documents. Okay. So that mm. uh, is uh, one concern that uh, I have. Uh, also, it's, it, you know, it is a lot of it is now, uh, see, it will also depend on how influential the Indian crypto industry is. You know, whether they are able to uh, talk it out with the bureaucrats, whether they are able to talk it out with the, with, 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 with the RBI. And so on and so forth. So there are there are a lot of issues which one cannot really. I mean, uh, I mean there are no straightforward answers for it, and we'll only know the answers as and when uh, you know the things are thrashed out and are and, and are clearer than they are right now. One aspect which we haven't really touched upon uh, in the context of last week's crash uh, is China. I mean, China has traditionally been, I think, one of the powerhouses when it comes to mining. You know, many of the mining. Uh, Machines, uh, even in the early days of cryptocurrencies in India, people have imported from China right. and used it for mining bitcoins. And then in 2017, they I think they banned crypto exchanges and initial coin offerings. So what is new in the latest crackdown? I mean, if they've already banned, what was this all about? Is it like you can't hold cryptocurrencies anymore or like? No, so see, I don't see, uh, you, uh, you know, people can always get around to uh, holding cryptocurrencies if they i mean if if they know how to go about uh, doing it but i think see it this was more of a systemic level call wherein see in in in, in china i think uh, the the problem is uh, is is different you know where when when and i mean this might probably sound like a conspiracy theory but when anything becomes uh, too big the communist party tends to uh, get in so I think this was more along those lines than uh, anything else, wherein they were just trying to sort of uh, tell the crypto guys that, you know, you guys seem to have become too big for your shoes and we don't like it. So this is okay. how I uh, sort of see the current uh, crackdown. So lastly, uh, Vivek, in the, I mean, looking towards the future or the near future, are we going to see more and more countries adopting official digital currencies to sort of put a lid on this financial anarchy, yeah, so to speak? Yeah, but then, you know, which is the way it seems to be going. But, you know, the thing is, at the end of the day, a central bank launching a cryptocurrency goes against the very idea of a, a cryptocurrency, right? Cryptocurrencies uh, or Bitcoin initially was, was launched to uh, get around the conventional system of currencies, the conventional system of paper currencies where money could be created out of thin air, where the financial system knew exactly uh, what you were doing with your money, the decentralization aspect of it where uh, the pay, you know, where the pay and the payer could uh, interact directly. So, I mean, the central bank launching a digital currency takes all that out of the equation. Now, what it does is, on the other hand, is that as of now, uh, you know, the only time when we are really spending central bank money is when we are using cash. Uh, when we pay money digitally, we are essentially using money which was created by the private financial system. Now, what a central bank currency will do is we will end up 
uh, you know spending uh, money created by the central bank now how uh, does that help uh, it it helps the central bank in multiple ways wherein uh, a central bank can borrow money directly from people it doesn't have to go through you know various mediums like it has to as of now uh, it can also implement a system of negative interest rates very very easily because the money is digital i mean right now uh, you know in 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 parts of europe where uh, you know interest rates are negative a uh, people have the option of simply taking out the money in the form of cash and uh, keeping it with them so it's a very uh, i mean it's 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 a very new area and it's a very interesting area uh, so let's see how uh, how how this evolves but i mean you know you can call it central bank digital currency and all but it it just goes against the very idea of uh, cryptocurrencies i mean this is not the day uh, that uh, uh you know satashi nakamoto the guy who uh, or the guy or or uh, you know a bunch of guys who came up with bitcoin uh, would have really envisioned so right i think this tension between the centralizing tendency of the state and which wants to retain control over the entire right. currency scene and the decentralizing uh, impulse of cryptocurrencies this, this tension is going to i think uh, continue and uh, we'll have to wait and see how this Yeah, actually, so, so there is, you know, there is another point here which I sort of missed. There is another point I wanted to make. You know, see, a yeah. lot of Bitcoin believers, uh, you know, have this uh, have this simplistic thing in their head that uh, it is better to be on crypto than to be on a paper money system because uh, crypto, in case of crypto, uh, there is a limit to the amount of money that can be created, right? now uh, yeah. so you know take a case of uh, dog coin which uh, was basically started as a joke uh, i think in 2013 yeah. uh, sometime in 2013 uh, and it was a joke on uh, you know the wild speculation that was happening in cryptocurrencies at that point of time and now uh, it has a huge value of its own uh, so basically you know i had a recent conversation with someone on twitter and this gentleman was trying to explain to me that you know this particular crypto is better than the us dollar and i was like why and he was like no but you know there is uh, you know it cannot be created out of thin air uh, which isn't true by the way because in case of uh, dog coin the number of co- uh, the, the currency supply does go up at a fixed rate every year but you know that point apart you know there are people out there who believe that you know some random individual starting starting a crypto has more credibility than the us dollar right let's see i am no bitcoin believer and or anything of that kind but but i would say that i think the, the, when when somebody makes this kind of an argument i think probably what they are pointing to is not so much that this particular person creating this particular token mm-hmm. or crypto is worthy of credibility but they are i think pointing to the nature of the technology you know we have a distributed uh, ledger system Mm. it is decentralized i think the technology they would say is, is worthy of uh, yeah of i mean fair fair enough but you know again if 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 these cryptos have basic points on which uh, the crypto you know bull run has so called bull run has been sold is that one day these uh, these cryptos will become money right now a money anything that is money cannot be so volatile right because you know if if look at the uh, look at the recent movement where uh, within a period of 5 weeks the the price of crypto uh, the price of bitcoin fell by 50% now imagine a situation where 
Bitcoin uh, is money. Now, what would that have done? It would have led to massive, massive inflation. That again, and they would say, uh, and they would say that's exactly what happened in Russia, what happened in Syria, what happened in yeah. Iraq. So, but then you know, so no, no, but yeah. there are, yeah, I'm sure there are countries like Venezuela and Nigeria. And, yes, but that is yes. not, you know, you you need to look at the you know large parts of the world where paper money system is very very stable and it works well on most days. Uh, you know, there are always exceptions to the rule, Sampath, right? So, but that doesn't mean that the rule is wrong. Right. Yes, this is a fascinating debate and I'm sure uh, we'll get an opportunity to get back to it sometime soon. Thank you so much, Vivek. It's been a fascinating discussion. I think uh, there's a lot more one would want to read up and uh, know further. Thanks a lot for sharing your insights. Thanks. Thanks so much. In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.